Thank you very much. Hi, everybody. Jeanette Jifkins from Onyx Legal. And what I want to share with you today is the importance of understanding your contracts. Now, I know we've been talking about contracts a bit lately, but this is what is part of your day-to-day -day business. Um, so this is something that happened with a client of mine last week. We have what's called a short advice service where if you just want a quick answer on something, we can give you, we can do that. Um, there's a fee attached. It's $250 for a short advice. Um, what our client did was sent through a contract. What he said to me was, I trust the guy. Things seem very straightforward. He's offering me to come in and to take over the marketing of my business, as well as helping with systems and operations. I've read the contract that he's given me and it seemed okay, but it would be great for you to give me guidance on this. Um, and then he asked me for some specific opinions around the exit clause, the protection of his intellectual property, making sure that the agreement was... Um, confined to one of his businesses because he is involved in a couple of different things um, and he just said he wanted peace of mind and that the agreement was straightforward now because we have a good relationship because we've um, worked with him for a number of years he just automatically sent it to us and said can you do me a short advice on this just read through the contract tell me whether it's okay to sign or not now <laughs> I actually gave him quite a detailed response, um, but the the sort of headline of that response was, you are putting everything you do at risk if you sign this agreement and it doesn't provide any of the protections you're looking for, don't sign it. So can you imagine... You know, there's a lot of people who say, oh, you know, I do business on a handshake because I trust the people I'm working with. That's all well and good, but you actually need to understand what you're doing and you need to understand the legal ramifications of what you enter into. So when I went through this contract, I actually highlighted 10 different things in it and it wasn't a long contract. It was eight pages. Um I highlighted 10 different things that were what I found to be significant issues in that contract. Um, so, you know, there were things like, obviously it was a, a template that had been downloaded from online. So it referenced partnership. Partnership is a very specific legal thing. Um, and the risks with partnership are that you put yourself on the line for the business you're going into. So the way a partnership works is that every single partner is 100% responsible for whatever any partner does in that business, whether or not they knew about it. And the best example I can give is the law firm I used to work at when I was a baby lawyer. Uh, about three years after I left, one of my um, friends who's also a lawyer sent me a little note and said hey look did you see one of the partners you used to work for is going to jail and I went what um, it was a partnership the one of the partners had um, was being prosecuted for misuse of trust monies so about eight million bucks was um, counted in transactions now some of those transactions were crossed so it was actually three million bucks that had gone missing he went to jail for 10 years. Um, and what happened was to recover that 3 million bucks, 
they sued the other partners in the firm. So one of those other partners happened to have property in his own personal name. He doesn't anymore because it was a partnership, because he had his name on the partnership. doesn't matter that he knew nothing about it, certainly didn't encourage it. The auditors missed it, all of those things. He still ends up paying. So he lost the properties he had in his own name to the tune of three million bucks. So don't be thinking partnerships, oh, that's an easy way to go into business. No, please don't. Be, be, be scared. Be very wary of going into that kind of arrangement. So what my client's actually looking for is a revenue share deal, which we spoke about a couple of weeks ago. Um, they're looking at a revenue share deal. So what I've gone back to him and said, firstly, it's not a partnership. Let's not call it that ever. Um, and then we've talked about a number of other things in the contract. So one of the things my client's concerned about is making sure that it there's a there is a revenue share. So this marketing person is going to come in and they're going to take a 50% share of sales. But my client being involved in multiple businesses doesn't want that marketing person to get 50% of all of his sales, just the sales in the business that person's doing the marketing for. But that's not what the agreement says. The agreement says that he gets 50% of all sales involving my client, which is a significantly different deal. Um, there's a reference to US law in the document. Goodness knows why. Both of the parties are in Australia. You know, and that's not the first time I've seen that. I had, I had a similar situation, two ladies in a business together, they actually formed a company and they each had shares. There was an agreement between them and it referenced the law of Ontario, Canada. Like they're both in Brisbane, for goodness sake. Why Ontario, Canada? You know, so when someone gives you a contract or someone says, oh, I'm just going to sign out, I'm not going to read it or, oh, I'm going to do it on a handshake, any of those things, please, please think again. Because <laughs> um, it can make a very significant difference. So for my client, um, we've, we've offered to actually draft this document for him. And it will be a couple of thousand bucks for him. But um, he's now negotiating with the other guy and, and they'll come back to us and let us know what they want us to do. But it can make, you know, I know what his business is worth. If he hadn't had spent $250 to get that checked, that could be costing him hundreds of thousands of dollars a year. You know, um, it, it, please <laughs> consider what you're doing. Consider the future of what you're doing. Um, and if you read a contract and you don't understand it, and look, you know that the whole thing about the plumber has leaky taps, I have made this mistake. I signed a contract with a publisher that I did not understand. And then the contract, uh, the, we had a dispute because yes, we did. Um, I shouldn't, I should have known better. I'm a lawyer. I should have known better. I did not get one of my team or one of my colleagues to check it for me and say, hey, don't sign that. I got in a situation where, oh, no, 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 time limited, blah, blah, blah. I've got to sign it now. And I did. And I wish I hadn't. So, you know, um, I'm not innocent in this situation. I have been guilty of making the same mistake. I tell you what, I won't make that mistake again. Right now, um, I'm in a position where 
my house is going to be resumed by government for a road, which is not a fun situation. And someone said to me, oh, you're, you're a lawyer. You'll be right. You'll be able to negotiate with them. I'm like, no. First thing I've done is go and appoint a lawyer and evaluate because it's not my area. I am way too close to it emotionally. I've learned my lesson with my publishing contract. I've gone and appointed someone who's an expert in the area, who knows what they're talking about, who's going to sort it out for me. Um, I have read the legislation. I can interpret it, um, same as any other piece of legislation I read, but it's not my area of expertise. And it's a significant um, asset that I'd like to protect. I had another client, I think I spoke about this last time, they invested $215,000 in a contract that they didn't get read before they signed it. And the contract references clauses, the clauses in the contract are numbered six to 15 and they reference a clause 18, which doesn't exist. And the first five clauses don't exist. You know, even reading it, I don't understand why they didn't get it checked. So as confident as you are in where you're going and what you're doing, one of my team, Andrea, she always says, stop and breathe. <laughs> there is always time. Whatever urgency is around a contract, that is created by us. It's not real. The reality is, what does this mean for your future? How is it going to impact you? Take a moment, pause, and have a look at it and get it reviewed. Um, so, yes, that's what I wanted to share with you today. Don't put your businesses at risk. Get your contracts reviewed. Make sure you read them if you don't understand them. Even if you think you understand them and you think they say what they, they need to say, if it has, if you're putting your business at risk, get it checked. So, Excellent. thank you. Thank you very much, Jeanette. From that, I would say, as you said, stop and breathe when you, there's that feeling of urgency. If the urgency is coming from the other party, take two breaths. Don't let their urgency become yours. Okay, yeah. I know that Ash had some questions in the chat box there and you got your hand up. What uh, would you like to ask, Ash? Uh, just want to understand, Jeanette, uh, what the, the legal structure of a joint venture relationship is. I mean, I know JVs are typically for projects and they're not partnerships, but my understanding is that they're between two companies and for a specific project. Is that correct? And if so, how does the binding, how does a contractual agreement sit within, you know, what, what's the spirit of the agreement? Is it just for the contract and does it automatically expire when the contract, the, the project is finished? Okay, so stop. <laughs> There's lots of questions in there, lots. Sorry. Um, but essentially, so, um, joint ventures are most typically known uh, in mining and project management. However, you can do joint ventures online. So the whole thing about a joint venture is that the parties continue to operate their two separate businesses. They can occur between individuals. They don't have to occur between companies. It's the way in which the contract is written which sets it up as a joint venture. So it has a specific time limit and a specific purpose. The time limit, so for example, the joint venture we put together last year, what they've done is they've given themselves a two-year time limit to make a project work and if it does work then they'll set up a company and they'll change structure 
Um, so that's the kind of thing that it is. But it's a joint venture is usually a side project that's not part of your main business, that it is not intended to be part of your main business, but it is something you're going into. Um, and you need the contract to be contracted to bind the parties to it because you're not setting up a separate entity. And in the formation of that contract, you determine, you know, who operates the bank account, all of these sorts of things. But they're so, not jointly and severally liable, like in a partnership. No, not at all. No, we make very clear that that's not the case. And is that the main? No, no, no. Or... That's too much. That's okay. that's a whole new presentation. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a good one that we should come back uh, next talk week. about. Yeah, <laughs> come back next week. One. Well, that might be the subject for next week. Then, what do you think, uh, Jeanette? I think we can do that. Yes. Excellent, Anna. Thank you. Thanks, Jeanette. My question is, um, how important is the name dropping? So my company is set up as a consultant, management consulting, but I do coaching. And now I have these negotiations with a local hospital and they just put service in. But I would like it to be, make it very clear, I'm doing only consulting services, nothing else, nothing other work that they yeah. want me to do. Absolutely. So that is very important. So the way in which we structure agreements for people, particularly consultants and coaches, is to identify what they do provide and what they don't provide. So we, it may be, there may be a generic term called services, but underneath that we say the services include or are limited to X, Y, Z. Um, and then we have another provision underneath that, which says the services specifically exclude ABC. Um, and we do that on purpose because agreements like the one you're talking about, going into an agreement like that, there is a lot of grey area and the expectations are very different often. So I've worked in large organisations where we've had consultants come in and then their CEOs complain to me that they're not doing the work. But what they were engaged to do was essentially educate the existing teams on site on how to do the work and it monitor what the existing teams were doing and not actually do anything themselves but that's not what the CEO expected when when they were engaged so you know and then I'm in the middle going that contract was before I came on board <laughs> but anyway we sorted that out and um, the consultant realized that they were going to lose the gravy train if they didn't actually start producing something so they did thank you we've got time for one more Stuart all I can say is I can't nod in agreement enough to reading things and getting things organized. I had the pleasure of seeing Jeanette present at a networking group, um, actually with my former business partner while we we're both there. And um, uh, not only, and so there is a fantastic book. I hope it's not the one that I think it is that caused the problem, but I also have a copy of that, which is an amazing read. Um, so yes, stop, take a breath, read. And if you're not sure, get some advice. And people will always wait. And there's a great book. It's called Cover Your Ass Online. I highly recommend it. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> I was just looking at the um, the focus not going in there. I thought we don't uh, discriminate on those sort of words in here, do we, Jay? No, oh, no, sorry. it's because my background's blurred. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent.